like chocolate, don't you, Lauren? I love chocolate, particularly dark chocolate. Yeah, wasn't that fun having famed chocolate makers Michael and Noel Barnes in today? Yeah, it was. It was a great show today. Yeah, those are fun folks. I really enjoyed getting to hear their story about uh, how they got to get into the chocolate business and his football background. It was great reminiscing. Turned out we went to college together when he played football, and I was at some of the games watching. Didn't even know him. Omaha, four, two, three, hut, hut. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. That was your audible uh, or something. I don't know how to talk football. You guys are going to enjoy this show. Lots of fun. Great folks. Yes, it was really a fun show for me, and I know you're going to enjoy listening in. In the meantime, I'd like to invite you to come visit our family at the family winery, Judd's Hill, located at the south end of the beautiful Silverado Trail here in Napa Valley. Visiting information can be found where, Lauren Mole? www.juddshill.com. That's right. And as long as you're online, you can also check out our wine-related poetry. We can have fun with our wine-pairing recipes. You'll enjoy our quirky videos that I'm awfully proud of. There's plenty to have a good time with there on the website. And you can also have fun with... Good times and fine wines. That's right, Lauren Mole. And as a special perk for our listeners, what should we offer? 15% off their entire wine order. Hey, that's great. If they type in coupon code... J-N-V-S, all in lowercase letters. No capital letters, please. That's right. Those are the terms and conditions of this offer. (laughs) No capital letters. If you want a better deal than that, join the Judd's Hill Wine Club. All the information is right there online. We guarantee a great time. You're going to try all of our wines. You're going to get invitations to fabulous events, other fantastic perks. And in my humble opinion, it's about the best wine club you could join. What do you think, Lauren? One of the best, if not the best. I totally agree, and I appreciate your confidence. Now, let's talk some chocolate. Hey, Jed, we can't waste any more time. Everyone's a Finkel friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Get ready for another heap full of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa, Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. I was strong and now I'm weak. So a secret potion now I seek. To help me balance out my life. To help me shed the sinner strife. This potion must be magic sweet to make me whole again complete. So be my potion, Judd's Hill Wine, and I'll share it with my valentine. And here's our lovable host, the proprietor of Judd's Hill Winery, Chad Finkelstein. Well, Lauren Mole, that was quite an introduction. You're, you're, a, you're a romantic, aren't you? I am. <laughs> I think so. And you're all in red today. You got your red checkered shirt, your red windbreaker. Are you ready for Valentine's Day? Oh, I am. A few days away. You got big plans? Well, we're, we're thinking about it. We, we might come up with some plans. Oh, yeah? Any, any ideas? Are you uh, maybe a nice... I don't know what... I don't want to put ideas in your head. I mean, you're the romantic. You come up with your own ideas, but it looks like you're ready to go. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'll take my mom to Applebee's or something. That's always nice. I'm sure she appreciates that. Because we're eating good in the neighborhood, Judd. (laughs) Hey, no free plugs. No free plugs here. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) That's okay. What else is going on in the world of Lorne? You uh, appearing at any uh, professional sports stadiums anytime in the near future? Oh, well, speaking of sports, Golden State Warriors, the 7th of March, 
Next month, I'll be singing uh, the Star Spangled Banner with some of my other friends from Everybody's a Star Foundation. Oh, just that again? Right. <laughs> that, I, that used to be a big deal. Right. You know, the first time you told me you're, you're in front of tens of thousands of people singing, I'm like, wow, Lauren, I can't believe you're at this professional sports venue. I don't remember the first time if it was at the, at the Warriors or the Giants or the A's, right. but it was one of those. And now it's just like, okay, he's doing that again. Good for you, I guess. Thanks. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> Judd, speaking of sports, I am so happy, excited, and overjoyed. You know why? I'm guessing it has something to do with the Super Bowl. The Denver Broncos have won the Super Bowl. Is that your team? Are you up a, top? Okay, Chad. high five. Here we go. Right on. Okay, are you are you a you're a you're a Broncos fan? I am. You know why? I don't. Because I've actually been to Colorado eleven years ago. Oh, you went there. Did you see a game there? Uh, sadly. Or, or you just feel this affinity having been there? <laughs> I just feel the affinity uh, having been there. But sadly, I have never been to a Broncos game. Oh, okay. Well, well, you know, maybe this is something on the to-do list for this year. Maybe uh, for next season, get out there and get some tickets. See the champion Broncos. Maybe. Look, I didn't mean to make light of your singing on March seventh in front of a big crowd. We kind of skipped over that. This is a big deal. I'm just kidding. It's just that you get to do that so. Uh, so many, so often. It's quite. It, it only it, comes once a year. No, you you sing more than once a year in front well, of for, stadiums. For the, well, for the Warriors, that is. Well, for the, you okay? Then you get to do the Giants. Then you get to do the A's. And right. I'm surprised you haven't gone on tour to do every other major league sports team in the country. Uh, sadly, no. No. So tell us again about everybody as a star and how you get to have these opportunities. Well, Everybody as a Star is a special foundation based in Sonoma that helps special needs individuals like myself. Uh, showcase our talents in special broadcast quality music videos. And how can we see your video, Mr. Lauren Mole? You can go to www.everybodystar.org. And please note, this website goes 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. <laughs> how? Wow, you shook the whole table there. I think that was on the Richter scale. Uh, how many videos are up at this point? Do you know? About, uh, probably about... Eight? Eight or so, and yours was one of the first, if not the first. The, the first male star. Ah, yes, of course. And it is a wonderful video. Super it pro. Is. You come off as the handsome, suave, and debonair crooner that you are. I am. Yes, you are. And that white, are you wearing like a white tuxedo jacket? Yes, I am. Really sharp. Thanks. Cool, man. Yeah, so it's, it's fun. So, uh, so what's been going with you, Judd? Uh, how was your week off? How, how was your Groundhog Day? My Groundhog Day was, was wonderful. Punxsutawney Phil let us know that spring is coming early. Well, that's good. Which I guess is nice. I mean, we could use a little more winter here in Napa, get some rain, put off bud break for a few more weeks. That'd be nice. But then spring, definitely looking forward to that. It's a nice week off, just you know, working hard. It's always something going on. And uh, what's going on this weekend at the winery. In fact, on Valentine's Day itself. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's Valentine's Day at Judd's Hill. It's our annual Valentine's party, which doesn't always happen on Valentine's Day. It's usually the Sunday around Valentine's Day, but this year it's actually on Valentine's Day. It's a pickup party for our wine club, so it's um, complimentary for our wine club members to attend. Others, there is a fee. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but we guarantee a good time. Wine, what more? Sh- I don't want to give away too much, you know? We always like to have a little bit of mystery. Massages, I'll, I'll say that much. There's going to be entertainment, massages, oh, wine. Information is at judshill.com. Just click on the events tab. And last I checked, we were just about sold out. So if anybody listening would like to come, my advice is call right now to 707-255-2332, extension 3. And that is our wine club director, Cindy Friedman, and get on the list. Get your RSVP in because uh, 
if we if we're not sold out, we probably will be by the end of day today. That's what's going on. But really, well, what's going good, on? Jed. Oh, it, it, it's great. Let me know if you want to come swing by. I'd, I'd be happy to have you as my guest. On your way to Applebee's. Oh, oh, I plugged him again. Uh, Eating good in the neighborhood. Oh, stop it, will you? Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. We have some guests here. Oh, we do. Waiting very patiently. They're sweet people, uh, pun intended. You're going to find out why. But they really are sweet people. Uh, they Lauren, are. Lauren, Lauren, would you care to introduce them? It would be such an honor. Okay. A lovely young couple entwine their skills to reach that goal line. He, as a jock quint, to find life crafting chocolate that they skillfully pair with fine wine. It's artisanal chocolatiers, Noel and Michael Barnes. That's Hello. right. Thank Hello. you. Michael, Noel, pleasure to have you here. Nice Thank to you. be here. Yeah. Thank you. You guys are the proprietors of Pieces of Chocolate. Yes. Pieces of Chocolate, yes, definitely. Well known artisanal chocolates, and your goal is to not only craft great chocolates, but to showcase how they work with wine. Yes. Definitely. It's uh, it's kind of a long story. Uh, it started out, thank you, Lauren, for the introduction. You're welcome. I played football, Arizona State University, 1994 through 1998. Hold on a second. Yes. I, I, I was going to do this like kind of off there, just between you and me to see what the reaction was going to be, but here we go. Ready? Oh, boy. There we go. Uh-huh. Forks up. That's All what right. I'm I just about. I just flashed him. I mean, a, a hand signal there of the go. Forkham ASU. That's right. Yes. Yeah. That's the call sign right there. Arizona State University. You were you you played were you offensive line. Offensive or? line. Yeah, offensive you line. Can't tell by his size. Jeff. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you you look like you could be an offensive lineman, yeah. and I'm I'm trying to remember because I was at that Rose Bowl game. Were you really that you played? Our oh our gosh. paths kind of crossed back in uh, that would have been what New Year's 1997. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. yeah. It was a it was a gray and drizzly day. Wasn't it though? And you guys were, you were kicking some Buckeye, you know what? We were up we until were. I, I, I don't want to bring up that last minute it of the game, but we, we talked about it yesterday. Yeah. Oh no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a sore point, but we were uh, shooting for a national championship that night. You guys were undefeated. Yeah, we yeah. were. Yeah, went into it with a uh, full head of steam and just ran out of time. I think that's what it came down to. We but, just uh, talked about this because of the Super Bowl. We were talking about, you know, those moments where, you know, we caught one of the players in the Super Bowl with his head down crying. And I said, oh, that must be painful. And he all anytime football is brought up at the house, those painful moments oh, come up. It's, well, it's emotional. It's, it's something you invest a lot of time and effort into. Yeah. And, you know, definitely when uh, you, you come up short, it's something that uh, it resonates with you. <laughs> Getting all choked up now thinking about it. Yeah, I thanks. can understand that, but I hope you can also dwell on the fact that you had an undefeated season up until that last minute or so yeah. of the Rose yeah, Bowl. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Well, I mean, and, and the friendships, yeah. lifelong friendships. Uh, yeah. A lot of guys on the team we still talk to. Oh, that's great. Um, you know, Jake Plummer and Pat Tillman was uh, a big star on our team. Sure, and, sure. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's a lot of memories that uh, I get to share with my kids now, even though they're not into football. They nice. just kind of giggle. Oh, they, and look they're at not. Me. Oh no. no, we have our oldest, <laughs> oh, no. who's 22. He's a he's studying to be a psalm. He works at Rutherford Hill. Oh no, kidding! And then our 14 year old Jaden, he is high functioning autistic, uh, with Aspergers, and he um, has no nothing to do with sports whatsoever. Not his <laughs> thing. No. We're holding out for our our 10 year old daughter, who is she's creative and she, you know, she wants to kind of go after what Papa Bear had, but. Yes, yeah, so no sports in our family at this point. So it must be hard for a jock, I tell you. 
No, it's not that bad. I, you know what? Getting to know them on their level. I think that's the most important thing is to uh, find out what your kids like yeah. and, uh, you know, jump into their arena. Yeah, no truer words have been said, for sure. Well, I was impressed when I found that. I mean, I've known you a little bit, but I, I, I didn't know that part about your history. Yeah. I did a little poking around. I don't know if you know this, but I, I mean, I was there because I was a Sun Devil, too. No I, kidding. I had just graduated, in oh fact. So that was my first year. That would have been my first year out of school. Wow. And we got, I was like, all wow, right, now the right. team's good that I'm gone, you know, now yeah. that I'm gone. Um, but we all went back and uh, had a had a fun time going right to the on. Rose Bowl. Awesome. And uh, I saw a photo, like a team photo of you and something else we had in common. When we were ASU students, we were both blonde. <laughs> <laughs> and you were blonde and so was I. Hey, yeah. 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 Looking sharp. Yes. <laughs> was that a trend back in the 90s or you, what was the deal? You know what? Just to be a little bit different, I think. Uh, yeah. Stand out in a crowd. That, so. that was your thing, stand out on the team. Oh, I played yeah. in bands. You know, my band played on you know, Mill Avenue at Long Wongs. And oh, my gosh. Hideaway. Wow. So I needed to look more you know, punk rock. So right, I right. bleached my hair. And, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, we have this yeah. huge photo of Michael at one of his uh, solo you know, football photos. And the kids look at him. He's got this goatee that's blonde. He had these earrings <laughs> in his ears. And it's like, yeah. Papa Bear, is that you? And we giggle like, that is him for sure. Well, you know. you got to do it while you're young. Right, Jed? That's right. I'm thinking, you know, maybe getting the band back together and going yeah. blonde again. Right wow. on. You know what? I'll, hey, I'll do backup vocals for you. How's there you sound? go. <laughs> we, could, we could do like a whole ASU kind of reunion tour, yeah, nostalgia definitely. tour. Right. Hey, remember these guys? Remember this guy? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Long walks. Wow. Okay. We could reminisce about this all day, but we're here to definitely talk about you. Is your back, either of you, I know, Noelle, you grew up in a vineyard, so yes. you... You know about viticulture. You know yes. about wine. Yes. And Michael, like, how, so I'm assuming that's a natural part of who you are. But yes. was your yeah, background uh, in food, wine? Like, so was your family this is into the this? Thing. Uh, okay. When you play football, you have to maintain a certain weight. Yeah. Uh, being from Northern California, enjoying this beautiful weather that we have up here, uh, getting down to Arizona, it was kind of a, a bit of a shock for me. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, when you have to run and it's 128 degrees outside. And so you're from a yeah, in the from Bay. from Bay Area, okay. the entire family, in fact, all the way back to my great grandmother, Bay Area. Gotcha. Then a um, summer in Arizona is a shocker. Oh, yeah. like when you start training. Yeah, the yeah. in fact, August fourth, nineteen ninety four, got off the plane. It was one hundred twenty three degrees. I thought I made a huge mistake, and <laughs> uh, within the first three months, I lost sixty eight pounds. And, really? Yeah, being an offensive lineman, and then you go from looking like an offensive lineman to looking like a wide receiver. Oh. Uh, your scholarship comes into question and everybody starts looking at you funny. So it came down to, uh, we're going to feed you. We're going to feed you and feed you and feed you. And mm. that's where my, I think my love for food started was I need to learn how to prepare food correctly. Oh, okay. I was going to say it could not have come from oh. eating in the dorms because no, I terrible. ate that same food. Oh, absolutely I terrible. can't see ranch dressing to this day right? because of that experience. <laughs> absolutely horrible food and tons of it. I was on a 10,000 calorie a day diet. Wow. just to put the weight back on and it got me to the wow. point where I made the conscious decision when I'm done with football because you know the careers just don't last I'm going straight to culinary school that's what I'm going to do I'm going to be classically trained in the French ways so that I can create these elegant dishes uh, similar to the way Thomas Keller does so no kidding oh uh, yeah I love portion I love texture I love seasoning and that's what led me to Le Cordon Bleu down in Scottsdale okay yeah and but but you hadn't grown up with this like your family up here. I mean the Bay Area it seems like everybody's into food and whatnot. But 
No, it not wasn't something. It wasn't no. a big influence. So it was, it was your experience being fed constantly, but not, not being fed protein. Good food. Yeah, overdone pasta. Yeah. This this you know lack of concern for the quality of the food. It was just the consumption. The quantity was most important. So just to pack on the calories, yeah. and uh, that was where I I made that choice. I said that's it. I need to learn how to prepare food. What and, great inspiration! Yeah. yeah. But chocolate came into play. He has a background in chocolate. I think it was by accident that, um, you know, he had a, one of his culinary sessions was wine and chocolate or wine and chocolate pairing. Was it, it was they? a, uh, it was an advanced psalm. Came to Le Cordon Bleu mm-hmm. and he was doing a tasting, and you know we've got the aromas all set out. We've got everything kind of portioned ready to go, and he brings out a beautiful Rutherford Cabernet and. I turned to my class and I said, you know what? This is very important for you to understand food and wine pairings. We're going to go over aromas. We're going to go over the way this tastes, how it feels on the palate. And then he says, have some chocolate with your wine. And he drops a bag of M&Ms in front of me. <laughs> and I, I slightly panicked and I kind of giggled. And then I looked around the room and I realized I was the only one who thought that was a little bit far-fetched. You're the only one laughing. Yeah. Yes. And after I was punished, I had to clean dishes for three days because uh, you never laugh at a psalm and you never laugh at a chef, especially when you're a culinary student. So, Oh, so you, re- I mean, you laughed out loud. And I yes, did. Oh, you paid did. the price. I did, oh. and I definitely paid the price for that one. So but this was your, your moment. That was it. Yeah. It was a, a lightning strike. It was one of those uh, defining moments that really kind of changed the way that I look at uh, chocolate and wine pairings. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to do it, let's go all the way. Let's uh, create something that's going to work. And uh, about you know three quarters of the way through school, I went into my chocolate section. And I had a wonderful chef that I studied underneath. Her name is Chef Tracy DeWitt. She's been on the Food Network, I don't know, eight, nine times. She mm-hmm. creates these beautiful show pieces. And I, I asked her, I said, How do you, where do you get the cool molds from? Where, where exactly does that come into play? And you know, how do you source that? And she so how says, do you make the chocolate not only taste good, but you got to make it look good? You so got to yeah. make it look good, exactly. Yeah. And that's where she pointed me in a direction. She said, "If you want to be custom, if you want to be unique in this industry that's been around for a couple hundred years, you need to redefine the way the chocolate looks and learn how to make your own molds." Hmm. And that's where it started. So I was set on a path of, you know, as a chef, you sit back and you go, you know, what exactly is the perfect piece? What exactly is the right portion? What does it involve? And it came down to three things, portion, texture, and seasoning. So that's what we incorporate into our chocolates. Everything is designed in a way to where you get enough cacao on the palate without being overexposed to chocolate. And I think he was kind of predestined as well because his dad worked for... Hershey. When so. he was a oh, kid. you left out that. Oh, yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. Did That's... I hear someone say Hershey's? Exactly. Mm. So, Lauren's excited. <laughs> a lot of visits to Hershey, Pennsylvania. We get to see the whole process. And yeah, that's. I grew up in the chocolate world. Noel grew up in the wine world. So, yeah. well, Noel, let's hear about that. What was your path? Well, um, we grew up. It's kind of odd when I tell the story because I ended up landing here in Napa Valley after living in Monterey County all my life. Mm-hmm. And my father, um, you know, went to school up until fourth grade. He was a farm laborer and we lived on a migrant camp. And so we lived uh, in a migrant camp all of my life until I was 18 and moved out. But my dad, again, fourth grade education, my mom, ninth grade education, um, just farm laborers their whole lives. 
And so my dad didn't barely knew English, but he started with irrigation, then learned tractor, and then he ended up becoming the right hand to Petrovic, Bill Petrovic of San Bernardi, who is now owned by Delicato Vineyards. That's, or, a, that's a big deal. Yeah. And so that at one point when I was a little girl, I didn't, I tell Michael all the time the story and we tell the kids. You know, I didn't realize how blessed I was. I was certainly running around 12,000 acres with my dad. I would get in helicopters wow. and look wow. at irrigation lines. I would get to skip school during harvest and do night picking with crews. I ran around with my dad everywhere. I learned how to hunt fish. I was the tomboy that my daughter, our daughter is. And so I picked up just learning from Bill Petrovic, who was an amazing man. He's now passed. And my dad just running around looking how to prune, looking how to irrigate, looking how, you know, to leaf, you know, de-leaf and do all this stuff. And sounds like an amazing childhood. It was an amazing childhood. We grew, you know, we were poor. And I tell Mike all the time, we didn't realize we were poor because we had land that, that the uh, Delicados would allow us to farm and so we had vegetables livestock that we could raise and it was just the best kind of a living and so I learned all of those basics of farming from my dad and viticulture from my dad and Bill Petrovic and then moved here about 12 years ago and had the opportunity to work with Warren Benyarski at Stag's Leap Wine Cellars. Sure. And I got hired as a receptionist. And within a week and a half, Warren realized that I had some, some, you know, skills and ended up being, you know, being able to work with him, you know, directly and closely. And so I, you know, was able to, you know, learn and follow him around. And, you know, we, I worked for him for close to almost nine years. And then our son was diagnosed with autism. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to take a step back and, you know, just focus on him, IEPs, anybody, you know, Lauren, you know, strikes a, a, looking at him, there's a little bit of Jaden in him because he's, you know, sweetheart and just um, very smart and very, so, you know, yeah, so we, you know. Devastatingly handsome. Oh, devastatingly yeah, handsome, <laughs> yes. And so ours is 14, and he's grown into himself very much. We giggled yesterday because we bought some shoes for him, and he's a size 11. And Whoa. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, wow. Yeah, he's growing like a weed. I think, yeah. uh, you know, the fertile Napa soil has gotten into <laughs> his <laughs> socks somehow. So. Yeah, so that's my background. I've had, you know, a lot of viticulture experience, grow, grew up in in that wealth of, you know, of knowledge and and surrounding myself with that. So when I came here, I was very blessed. Got you know jumped right into it. Love the viticulture. Love harvest. Love everything about wine and grape growing. And so now our son is third generation. He's decided to take. I took him out to a couple of harvests. He didn't really like the hard work. So he's like, Mom, I don't really like being out in the field. So he's got an amazing palate. Yeah, um, he is. He can pick okay, up well nuances that you know most of us just on the wine side. Glance yes, over. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. he loves it. He so loves how old it. is he? He is 22. 22. And not just the wine, Judd. He is a a foodie. foodie. He's a culinarian. Yeah. And it's it's fun to listen to him talk about bone marrow. And, you know, I giggle because that's something that's, you know, in my background. And, Mm -hmm. you know, mom is still kind of testing the waters when it comes to new foods. Yes, I'm a... I'm very much a picky eater, I would say. <laughs> really? Married to a chef? Actually, are you two married? We're in the process, yes. I, I wouldn't normally ask that of people, you know. Yes. I, mean, I don't know, but on, I was on your website and it yes. said that you are you were engaged. So I didn't know if that was yes. outdated or... We are, we are still engaged. Engaged, and, okay. Yes. Well, congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you. That's Thank wonderful. You. Yeah. Okay, so you are betrothed to a chef. Yes. And But how is that as a, a chef cooking for... You know your your life partner here, uh, who's picky. You know, it's uh, at first it was tough because <laughs> we 
we used to talk about it a lot and yes. now it's I, I know her likes I know her dislikes um, of course the kids are still into corn dogs and chicken nuggets so that's, that's <laughs> well Jaden is a restrictive eater because yes. of his autism yes. he's a restrictive eater so he only eats about 12 things in this whole world oh. yeah <laughs> So, so trying that's to, tough on Mike. Can you do variations on those twelve things? Or are that's they just, the that's the key. Is we're, uh, I'm teaching him the technique, and I think that's technique of cooking, technique of anything. Yes. Really, is the foundation for the learning process. So that when he gets to the point to where he's ready to experiment, at least he knows what he's doing when it's you know when it comes to heat and application to food. So, mm. in fact, we just completed quesadilla training yes. uh, two days ago so that's important yeah yes. well now he's a master <laughs> at it so yeah. we don't have to worry about yes. cooking in the kitchen so yeah how the two of you meet we met at a wine maker's dinner in danville i was invited up um and he was the featured chocolatier for the dessert portion and he and i from the moment we met we just there was a connection. We just couldn't stop talking to one another. People there yeah, didn't realize yeah. that we had just met. They thought we were married for what seemed Years. forever. Yeah. yeah. And so we just knew it was like, wow, this is, he was very intrigued with my background in the wine side and the viticulture side of it. And I was intrigued with, you know, of course, chocolate. Who doesn't love chocolate? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right, Lord. And so it was, so from that moment on, we've been, you know. Inseparable. Yeah. It's been a really good ride and the kids love him and we love him. And, and so it's been good. Yeah. I, just, I call them my kids. That's, yeah. yeah. That's just how it goes around. Good, no, yeah. that, I, that's that seems great. That that shows the love yes. that's there. Yes. And, you know, and you know, Michael, you almost thought you had my my eyes adored you by Frankie Valley playing in your head. There you go <laughs> from, the, from the Jersey Boys. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. All right, we got to we got to take a quick break, right. and then we'll be back with Michael and Noel uh, Barnes from Pieces of Chocolate. We're going to yes. talk about what you're doing in the chocolate business and how cool it all is. Awesome. Awesome. We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of Finkel fun. At 14.40 on your AM dial in Napa and streaming live in Baltimore at KVON.com, back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. Thank you, Lauren Mole. Baltimore, eh? Baltimore. What struck you about Baltimore to mention them? Well, because I used to be in Hairspray uh, about uh -huh. four years ago. That's in right. Sonoma. Takes place in Baltimore. You played the TV host, right? Corny Collins. Corny Collins, natural part nice. for you. But that's true. Folks in Baltimore can hear this. Folks anywhere that can get the internet can hear this uh, streamed live at kvon.com or hear past episodes in subscribable and downloadable podcast format by going to the iTunes store and searching Judd's Napa Valley Show. There's 100 episodes there. At least at this point. Wow. I think, right? We did our 100th episode, uh, Bonanza. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah I you remember that? That, that, yeah. that was Yeah, that, that was fun. That was fun. So. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, yes, we've got a great show here today. You're here not because it's Valentine's Day, but it's a fun tie-in. Hey, you want to introduce them again, Lauren? Our guest today from Craft Chocolates. Michael and Noel Barnes. That's right. Pieces of Chocolate. You guys are craft chocolatiers, artisanal chocolatiers. Your company is piecesofchocolate.com. Yes. Piecesofchocolate.com. Right. Exactly. Pieces um, of Chocolate. I'm sorry. I got to remember that next time. Not a problem. Yeah. And it looks like you brought a little little something that's not chocolate, but I'm intrigued nonetheless. What do you, what do you have there? So this, this is what I keep on my desk. And now that I found out you're a fellow Sun Devil, yeah. uh, we can gloat and we can yeah. get <laughs> You know, put that out there. But uh, back in uh, 1996, 
And let, let me let me go back another year. It's 1995. We're in Lincoln, Nebraska. Let's tell We're story. playing. Yeah, let's have it. The national champions. You know these. Obviously, the Cornhuskers. Everybody knows who they were back in the 90s. And uh, they decided to take their aggression out on us for four quarters and beat us 78 to 36. Ouch. It was the most painful loss I've ever experienced in my entire oh. life. And uh, the one thing that I did remember is being clapped out of their stadium and a lady leaned in and said, thank you for the practice game. Oh, wow. And not only did that leave a burn right on your heart, but <laughs> oh, the 60 guys that traveled to Nebraska made a vow that day to, uh, to avenge that. Yeah. So, Fast forward another year, 1996, number one ranked Nebraska comes waltzing into Tempe Stadium, and we decided to put a hurting on them. And we beat them 19-0. to We shut them out and ended their win streak, and this is what I keep on my desk. Look at so that. So that's uh, the goalpost coming down with the scoreboard in the background. And oh, there it is. 19-0. to 19-0. The goalposts are being torn down by a frenzied mob of Sun go. Devil fans. And you know what? Right at the base of the picture is my blonde head and my jersey. That's you right that's in the foreground. Right 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 there. The Raising your arm up in victory. That's Look at right. that. Number one. We're just going to. Yeah. So I keep that on my desk to remind me that uh, nothing is impossible. Your dreams can't that's come beautiful. true. That's so. beautiful. Yeah. I was there. I wasn't at the game. I'm sorry to say, but I was in town that night in Tempe, and I remember that sea of red, all the Cornhuskers just, it was like a, a tidal wave came into town and just washed the sea of red oh, yeah. into Tempe. Imagine. They were hooting and hollering all day leading up to the game, and after the game, I remember watching the game at a bar, I don't remember which one, it was, it was a newer bar that was upstairs, had a balcony, and after the game, we all went out on the balcony and watched that sea of red just ebb out of oh, the yeah. stadium and nobody was low. looking up nobody yeah. was looking Shame. down well they were all look, kind of looking down they didn't want to make eye contact That's right they were getting taunted from all sides oh uh, you guys greatest night. greatest night you guys showed them who's boss that's, that's right. right you know it yeah. took uh took four quarters it took 60 guys um <laughs> and it was one of those moments where uh you know kind of behind the scenes the night before the game everybody got together and uh they asked the coaches to leave the room and there's only 59 other guys who know this story but i said Wait, until now? Until, until now. now. Lauren, until now. This is a first. It's a Judd's Napa Valley Show exclusive. All right, Michael, go ahead with the story. So uh, Derek Smith uh, used to play for the San Francisco 49ers, mm -hmm. asked the coaches to leave the room. Oh. And uh, the coaches got up and walked out, and he walked to the front of the room, grabbed a hold of the table with the projector on it, and flipped it over. And he said, no one outside this room believes we can win this game. Look around at the guys next to you. These are your brothers. These are the guys who are going to put it to the Cornhuskers tomorrow. And to be perfectly honest with you, Judd, we didn't sleep one wink that mm -hmm. entire night. I don't think anybody did. And we walked into that stadium. I still get goosebumps talking I'm about it. I'm getting goosebumps hearing about it. It was a moment that uh, we didn't flinch. We knew we were going to win that game. And nobody, and he was right. He was absolutely right. Nobody outside that room thought we could win. No. And even the coaches said to keep it close, and you had a good week of practice, and you know, kind of, you know, being patronizing at the time. And yeah, yeah. You know, ultimately, that's their job is to encourage you. But uh, you know, we knew, we knew without a shadow of a doubt, we were going to win that game, and we took it to them for four quarters. And, and after that, I mean, there was no stopping you. That's when it yeah. was known pretty much to the world that this was going to be a champion, exactly. champion yeah. team. Etched yeah. in stone. We knew. Yeah, We marched all the way through the Pac-10 that year, and we didn't have any hesitation whatsoever. 
Love nice. it. Uh, a lot of fun. Well done, sir. I remember it well. I remember mm. it well. You've got some Pokemon cards here, too. Tell me. Pokemon. <laughs> we are Pokemon, Pokemon <laughs> trainers. Uh, Wait, say that again. a big deal. Pokemon yeah. trainer. You're, you're Pokemon. What does that mean? Official Pokemon so trainer. So our 14-year-old, Jaden, by the way, Chris, Jaden, Bella, we love you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. <laughs> Hi, gang. Yeah. We are uh, Pokemon trainers. So our 14-year-old, he is into a, a card game called Pokemon, and it is about the most extensive uh, card, card game, game ever. I've ever seen in my life. Yes. So it's it's about these imaginary animals that uh, do battle against each other. and It's a very strategic game. It's not it easy. Is. Becoming a Pokemon trainer Pokemon, um, official Pokemon is, you know, they they take it very seriously. You have to get uh, background checked, fingerprinted, the whole nine yards. So we have an official Well, league. Noelle is the official Pokemon I professor am, of yes. Napa. I, I don't I, so. I mean to be grinning yeah. and chuckling, but wait, you have to get fingerprinted and background checked oh, yeah. to... Tr- who are you training? You're training people to play this game? Yes. Exactly. Because Jaden is high-functioning autism, he has Asperger's, he is fixated on certain things, and this is one of the things that he's fixated on and loves. Mm-hmm. And like we said earlier, he's not into sports or anything like that. So this is what he loves. So we decided that if he couldn't come into the world that we enjoy of food and wine and all this you know, amazing things that we are surrounded with, we were going to join him in his world. So we decided to go to Pokemon.com, get officially registered so that we could create an atmosphere for other kids in the Napa Valley. I see. Now that I understand you're yes. working with kids, it yes. makes a lot more sense. Yes. Okay, so now gotcha. we have a Napa Valley Pokemon League, which is also on Facebook. We meet every Friday night. Um, 6.30 to 8.30 at the round table on Solano. And so oh, no kids kidding. come all age groups. And we have adults in their you know mid-20s who come. We had a guy who came who was actually in the World Pokemon Championship. He placed like 54th, which is a big deal. Wow. And so we have little kids. Um, we have uh, kids of all ages who come and participate and play. And we teach them you know, how to play. So we brought five basic Pokemon cards <laughs> for you um, in their awesome protectors uh, because it's just something that we brought to the Napa Valley. We, we love to hear parents who come and they enjoy some a glass of wine, some pizza, and they talk with us and are happy that there's this kind of you know venue for their kids to play and it's safe because I'm fingerprinted and background checked. That's check. right. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, so it's been a really fun ride. We have... We enjoy getting to know the parents and the kids and it it's is been it, it's a good time and it's you know as detail oriented as it is it, uh, the first time Jaden introduced me I was completely confused and I went I said Noel I have no idea what he's even saying and but the competitive streak in you oh, was yeah. like the minute you're in game competition <laughs> yeah well let's, let's study well these are beautiful you've got uh, five Pokemon cards here and they're in protective wrappers wrappers it seems like. yes um, if anybody listening would like these goodies. This is a chance to get your hands on Judd's goodies. Yes. Be the first one to tweet with the pound sign. That's the hashtag, I guess you call it, when you're tweeting. J-N-V-S for Judd's Napa Valley Show. And put in at Judd's Hill, one word. I'll get that immediately. The first one to tweet can have these five Pokemon cards to either add to your collection. Oh, you're pointing at the picture. You oh, want yeah. To, no, we can't give that away, dude. That, no, that is an heirloom. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I won't allow it. Oh, no, I have the original. He has the I original. Was, this and this is... was on my desk. This is just a reminder. I have the original in a frame. This is uh, And it says Nebraska stinks. So uh, it, it does. Okay, well. If, you got it, Judd. I might keep that myself, but I'll, right. I'll give it a shot. If Whoever wants these Pokemon cards to add to your collection, or maybe this is your starter, so you can come join there every Friday night. 
Uh, be the first to tweet with hashtag JNVS and at Judd's Hill. You can write getting my hands on Judd's goodies. And you can have this iconic historic photograph for Sun Devil fans. This is Huge. an iconic moment. This yeah. is. Yeah. And um, Michael, you're right there in the foreground with the background. The goalpost is coming down amongst the throng. The scoreboard is there. You can see the score. That's great. If nobody claims it, I'm keeping that. Well, nice. I'm putting that in fact, the, uh, the gentleman who took the photograph uh, sent me the original. Yeah. And he says, you know what? I It has to be in your hands because um, that moment is its just its unbelievable. And that's definitely a lot of fun to look at. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it, it's a photograph that just it evokes emotion. I mean, you can see. Anyway, we, we got to move yeah. to chocolate. We yes. got to talk Let's chocolate. I'm sorry. I could Again, I could reminisce about this type of stuff all day. And I'm sure we will in the yes. near future. Pieces of Chocolate. Pieces that is your chocolate. company. Piecesofchocolate.com. Yeah. You guys are making chocolate. You're molding chocolate. Tell me about the the vision, the philosophy that drives this business. So, uh, uh, you know, kind of rewind. Le Cordon mm-hmm. Bleu. I got a job working for a chef down in Phoenix. His name is uh, Chef Mark Tarbell. Oh, Tarbell's yeah. over there. Tarbell's. I used to work next door at Sportsman's. Did you really? Yeah. Right. Okay, we're going to reminisce some more. Here we go. Go. <laughs> go ahead. So, I'm working for Chef, and uh, he says, you know, Mike, uh, I used to watch you play football. It's awesome having you here. Work for me. Uh, what do you want to do with your career? And I looked him dead in the eye, and I said, Chef, I'm going to work here. This is it. This is my dream. And yeah. he says, you know what? You're a lot bigger than this. You're going to move on to bigger and better things. But find something that you love. Find something you're passionate about. And that led to the conversation that we had about uh, chocolate and wine. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I've, I've got this idea, but I really don't know how it's going to come about. And he says, you just study it. You know, sit on it, think about it, do what you need to do. But remember one thing, keep it simple. Mm. Yes. Keep it as simple as possible because that's what draws attention to uh, not only the artistry, but, you know, simplicity sells. So, and it's uh, sophisticated. Mm-hmm. So that's what it came down to is how do we create a chocolate that resonates on the palate, that gives you that uh, beautiful flavor without kind of overdoing it. In my personal opinion, I think chocolatiers are giving you way too much chocolate. Kind of like uh, eating caviar with a soup spoon. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just a little bit overpowering, and it's something that you can enjoy. But if you enjoy it in smaller portion sizes, you're actually going to draw more from it. So uh, the chocolate itself is portioned out. It's all hand-dropped. Hence the name Pieces of Chocolate. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And what we do is uh, another thing that I studied in culinary school was salt. So I'm a big salt geek. Yeah, and they they kind of coined that phrase on me. I had another chef who said, you know, salt is where it begins, and if you have anybody tell you otherwise, they don't know what they're talking about. So that's a it's vastly important ingredient. Exactly. Yeah. So we use salt from all around the world. We use uh, actually twelve different types of sea salt. Oh, and it accentuates the different aromas and flavors of the wine because you're adding a little bit of salt to your palate prior to tasting and so. one thing that we talked about when we he first started he was all chocolates and his amazing seasonings which i fell in love with as well but it was all also about the pairing with wine we oftentimes people um pair large pieces of truffles or other you know just you know milk chocolates or white chocolates i've heard of everything and michael and i really wanted to find a pairing it's not a one size fits all. It's not cookie cutter. Every wine is different and it pairs differently with uh, the chocolates pair differently with the wine. So, yes. you know, Jed, well, we've had a club event with you, which was amazing. You did. And oh, it was so much fun. It, it was wonderful. You did such. I mean, it, it was perfection the way you approached it. And, and I don't mind saying that because 
Up okay. until a few years ago, and I still don't really like wine and chocolate. I mean, right. just as a general rule. Right. And I, it was Valentine's Day, and I was at the specialty shop, and they said, you're here with your wine. We're going to do chocolate. And I was like, oh, no. How am yeah. I going to fake my way through this? Because I don't <laughs> like that. And he is this expert uh, in the world of chocolate, and he pervades it. He doesn't make it. And he put together and explained the processes by which certain chocolates are made and some of the additions that can work with wine and took everyone through it and it opened my eyes. Right. And I never had that experience repeated until you came nice. to the winery. I was like, here it is again. Chocolate to my palate. I mean, right. a lot of people like it. It's just me. But th- that was probably the second time in my life where I really, no kidding, right. enjoyed and got it. I really got it. Like this is an amazing pairing. It right. works. Whoever put this together. I mean, we made the wine, but you made sure that that it was the right chocolate yeah. for yeah. that wine. The wildest part was we paired with a rosé. Yes. And you did the rosé, so yeah. a dark yeah. chocolate yeah. with a spicy ghost pepper-infused coarse-grain sea salt <laughs> with the rosé. And yeah. it was phenomenal. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a transcending moment, definitely. I loved it. I want to make sure folks know that if they want to experience this themselves, they can either, well, join my wine club and we'll do yes. another event with you. Absolutely. Uh, check your website, which is piecesofchocolate.com for events that you are doing. But also, don't you do regular tastings? Um, do you do those on, on weekends? Or? Yeah, we, we do, do them every Saturday, Saturday night. night. Saturday. Yes. Yeah. And then we're also kicking off because we're in transition right now. We're wanting to move everything over to Napa Valley because we are really, you know, we live here. We love the valley. We partner with many uh, vineyards. Um, we just did a club uh order for i think a a private club of 400 people and we've just been you know blessed and and the connections that i've had thankfully in the wine industry and also just the chocolate speaks for itself and so we uh, are starting a chocolate of the month club and so we're really excited about it because mike i'm the kind of marketing gal the back end he is the charmer you know he's got the football background the chocolate the chocolatier (laughs) all this good stuff and handsome to boot but I always tell him he wants to be creative. It's who he is. And he goes, I want to make more chocolate. I want to make different varieties. And we have a bacon with kettle chips, mind you. (laughs) The original flavor bacon I did not like at all. And so he played around with it and ended up making a bacon with kettle chips that is probably my second favorite favorite um, besides the spicy chocolates that we have the ghost peppers but he you know I thought let's do a chocolate of the month club our our people we have a, a large following of, of clientele that loves our chocolate so he's going to start playing around and every quarter he's going to do a chocolate uh, feature chocolate that only our club can get like a mint chocolate I'm dying to have him do an almond like chocolate, chocolate for me. Oh, favorite yes. for me yeah yeah and so we're going to play around well, see, with and there are varieties. different types of mint so that's the there beauty you go. of it yes. there's a mint that is a chocolate mint so the mint plant itself has this essence of chocolate right. coming through it. So I think I'm going to start working with that one. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. We didn't mention that currently your shop is in Danville. Yes. But you're in the process of moving it yes. to Napa Valley. Yes. Um, and it's a beautiful place. I know you approach. I've seen, I haven't seen. i been there personally, but knowing you guys, I know it's going to be tastefully done. I saw some photos online, yes. which it looks like a great place. And speaking of your shop... Oh, it's time to play a little game. It's time to play Real Review Roundup. Now, what's going to happen in this game is Lauren is going to be reading to you some real Yelp reviews. Nice. Oh, of two <laughs> of two different chocolate shops. Okay. Okay. 
in the running is your own pieces of chocolate. Yay! In Danville. And the other is going to be M&M World in Las Vegas. Oh. It's going to be up to you to figure out which one is Lauren talking about. Okay. All right. Lauren, take it away. Number one. If I were in charge of this store, I would have free samples, hot chicks, and dudes clad only in chocolate, a glamorous bar slash lounge featuring candy-colored cocktails and novelty beer with chocolate floating in it, a Cirque du Soleil show where the acrobats only wear chocolate. Strippers? <laughs> All right. Wow. Is that your shop? I, I think that's the other shop. That's yeah. a Vegas. That, for that sure. That sounds Vegas. like a Vegas shop. Well, guess what? That's right. You two just hit the jackpot. Well, wait. They still got a few more. They got oh, a few yeah. more. But yeah, that's well. a good Vegas reference. All right. Let's hit number uh, second review. Now, remember, these are real Yelp reviews, either of your store or M&M uh, World on the Las Vegas Strip. Nice. All right, Lauren. I've died and gone to hell. This store is wrong. So wrong. Tack O'Rama at its finest. I Eminem Vegas. Eminem Vegas. That's right. Okay, Woo. Lauren, want to hit him with another? Too damn crowded. I didn't get a chance to see everything. <laughs> Couldn't buy my little cousins anything because the lines were too damn long. Then people are bumping into me, knowing that they bumped into me and couldn't say excuse me. After that. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Judd. I, I don't think I should say this word live Let me on see. the air. Let me see. What's that? <laughs> Sharpie would not like it. Okay, you're right. You can't say that word on there. Say, um, just add a letter. Say shirt. Okay. Okay, um, say shirt. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay let's, uh, let's try that. <laughs> okay. After that shirt, I got irritated and left. <laughs> is that your store, Pieces of Chocolate, or is that... Vegas. 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 Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're good at this game. <laughs> All right. Next... OMG, I think I've gone to heaven. This chocolate was amazing, and so was the owner. I wish I could have stayed longer. Chatted a bit and heard more stories. I will go back. Thank you for your hospitality, your larger-than-life persona, and your delicious chocolates. I'm, I'm going to have to say pieces, pieces of, of chocolate. chocolate. That's 100%. You guys win. Tell Yay. them, Lauren Moore, what they've won. A trip to Miami. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> Right on. We need a break from the kids for yes. a couple of days. <laughs> and I believe that trip to Miami is on your own dime. We have nothing to do with All it. Right, it's just okay. a suggestion. Feel free. <laughs> you can go out the door to Miami. But uh, well done. You know your Yelp reviews. Yes, <laughs> we perfect. do. Definitely. Sadly, that that's it. I hate to say wow, it. I'm having really? so much fun wow. talking to you guys. I got to get out and try some chocolate and wine with you guys. Saturday nights, you do your tastings at the store. More information, I believe, is at piecesofchocolate.com. Yes. Piecesofchocolate.com. And keep an eye out for our private club tastings yes. that are at the um, different tasting rooms around the valley. Yes, we're, we're partnering with vineyards and wineries throughout the valley to host our club members for a wine and chocolate pairing. We're doing one this weekend at Rutherford Hill this weekend. Yeah, that's right. You know what? We, we have time for, for one more question. Yeah, I realize yeah, we, we do. I'm looking at the clock. So I'm going to ask you something. I don't know if anybody's ever asked you this. Michael Noel. A pieces of chocolate. Do you go nuts for donuts? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, yum. Buttercream. There we go. That's our favorite. All right, so what we have there, we've got a, a chocolate old-fashioned, a chocolate cake, a chocolate raised, a chocolate fancy French, and a pink sprinkle. <laughs> Let's see. Yum. Oh. Chocolate fancy French oh, for yeah. Michael. we got to do the curlers. And a uh, classic chocolate raised oh. for Noel. Guys, yum. take a bite, and I just want a brief yum. comment on... The, the, the chocolate, the chocolatiness, the chocolate mm. of it all. Very good. Very light, very fluffy. 
It's delicious. You can't go wrong. If no. you were going to pair Texas a chocolate, perfect. one of your chocolates with that chocolate donut, where would mm. you go? Espresso. Oh, yeah, definitely. Espresso. Espresso, espresso chocolato. It's an espresso-infused coarse-grain sea salt on the back of a 54% cacao mass. It has notes of toasted creme brulee sugar mixed with a bit of salted burnt caramel and a touch of a smooth, buttery aftertaste. I always <laughs> tell him that he goes into his berry mat or his berry, berry white, white phenomenal <laughs> voice when he describes yeah. chocolate, right? <laughs> so go online to piecesofchocolate.com, pick up that chocolate you're talking, bring it over to Buttercream Bakery, get a chocolate donut, eat the chocolates together, and you can thank Michael and Noel for that pairing. And I thank you for being on the show. It's been a Thanks. pleasure. Thanks for having us, Judd and Lauren. You guys are awesome. This is Lord Mole speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gil Lamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.